welcome to the Learn Perform Mixtape. I'm your host for this podcast, Laura Pasquini. I created this podcast to prepare me and maybe you for the Certified Professional Learning and Performance Exam, the CPLP. These series of podcasts will be my open study notes. Welcome to the learning. Welcome to area of expertise number two, instructional design. So this area refers to designing, creating, developing informal and formal learning solutions to meet organizational needs, analyzing and selecting the most appropriate strategy, methodologies, and technologies to maximize the learning experience and impact. This section is weighted 13, 14% of the CPLP exam for the knowledge exam, and that's around 20 to 21 questions. I'm pretty excited about this section because I started looking at instructional design as a potential career change myself recently because that's an area of mine I really like. I just enjoy designing learning and what that means to have solutions that help organizations. So This section really emphasizes that a skilled workforce is one that has a competitive advantage that enables the organization to adapt, change, grow, and innovate. So talent development professionals who are savvy in instructional design or instructional designers, IDs, who contribute to the business strategy really help the organization reach their goals. So this AOE, area of expertise, that we're going to focus on will look at the key knowledge areas, business strategy, drivers, or needs associated with possible learning solutions, needs assessment approaches, research methods, including formal scanning, data gathering, and analysis, content knowledge or techniques to listen content from subject matter experts, the SMEs, uh, learning theories, instructional design theory and process, various instructional methods, various delivery options and media, existing and emerging learning technologies and support systems, individual learning modalities, individual group and organizational differences that influence learning and motivation, assessment methods and formats, and legal and ethical issues related to instructional design. So there's a lot of crossover in this chapter with the area of expertise three, training delivery, and area of expertise six, managing learning programs. So some areas that they cross over on the legal, regulatory, and maybe also the methods of how you deliver and how we assess. So Keep that in mind. Roles in this area for instructional design could be called instructional designer, senior instructional designer, course designers, program designer, uh, learning experience designer, instructional developer, curriculum development specialist, e-learning specialist, and there's so many more. So these are just a few. I actually put together a presentation for a group that talks about who designs learning today. And some of the other names are learning architects, instructional coordinator, instructional technologists, learning engineers, uh, faculty and teachers and structures, learning experience designers, and more. Uh, occupational roles for learning, the two that are in instructional design and learning development are instructional designers and technologists, and that's in the ONET. And the other area is distance learning coordinators, so those who manage the programs. Those are the two on the ONET, um, the ONET.org, um, ONET line. And you can see where ID versus LD, instructional design versus learning design, come together and are separate. Um, so this section, we're going to touch on a few of these things, but if you want to take a look at my presentation just around the field of designing learning, what that means for everything from K-12, higher ed to industry, take a look. I've added it into these show notes. So keeping in mind that instructional design is really large, we're going to talk about what they do and what they deliver. So for instructional design, you conduct a needs assessment and identify appropriate learning approaches. You might design a curriculum program or learning solution, designing instructional materials and analyzing and selecting technologies. You could be applying learning theory 
uh, collaborating with others, integrating technology options, developing um, that training instructional material and evaluating learning design. The things you actually deliver are needs assessment, uh, the design and the recommendations, maybe a data collection plan, any constraints of a problem you might list. You might create uh, final outputs for learning objectives. You might have a course and module design, lesson plan, instructor guides, or you create physical or online learning materials. These could be media, they could be technology. Um, they also will often be assessments, tests, and other evaluation tools. Other outputs or deliverables are that plan for design, the collaboration plan with the SME, subject matter expert, the test pilot of a program, and follow-up and transition plans. Finally, deliverables also include evaluation data and recommendations for changes or improvement for that talent development. A few books I might refer to or mention in this area of expertise, which isn't limited to this, but ISD from the Ground Up, that's a fourth ed edition by Chuck Hodel. Teaching in the Digital Age, second edition, open online, um, open access book by Tony Bates. Training development for Dubbies, Elaine Beach, like I mentioned before. E-learning and the science of instruction. I actually have the fourth edition, but the third is still good as well. I've listed in the notes. And the project management for instructional designers. This is also open access and online. So this is developed by Dave Wiley and his students at BYU. So the first section is 2.1, business strategies and drivers. So how does the instructional design process contribute to employee development and organizational success? In what ways do instructional designers help an organization reach its business goals and objectives? So that's what we're going to get into here. Specifically, the objective is to describe the value and purpose of understanding the business drivers that identify a need prior to designing the learning. So like other areas in your organization, talent development requires investment in your employees. You want them to be more productive, increase sales, output, help sa customer satisfaction increase and more. So your professionals are being developed and engaged. It'll be there to increase the bottom line, align your goals and objectives of the company to instructional design will allow you to justify why these type of talent development professionals are really important for your payroll. I'll put a link to instructional design strategies and some things to think about in terms of um, why instructional design is relevant, um, specifically around the role of the instructional designer um, looking at the void of interaction in a course or facilitating innovative approaches and ways that they could think about strategy to develop. But to link development and instructional design to business drivers is key. So these are the internal and external forces that influence and direct the strategy goals and business needs and performance goals of the organization. So really, this could be, um, any business driver could really be a resource, a process, or condition that's really essential for your company to grow and be successful. The learning design goals should be linked to these business drivers. So an example might be if you need your staff and your employees to know uh, what the compliance and regulation standards are, um, then that's definitely something you should be training them on and incorporating into their learning design. And an instructional designer could create that for you. Strategies for drivers may also include reducing expenses. So they might want to cut down on what they're using and maybe the resources. Uh, maybe a refresher course decreases error or any rework that they need to do. So that's like an example of where it could help. Maybe you also want to generate revenue. So maybe you have a new sales technique aimed at increasing sales, or you have a new product you want to launch that you want to explain. This is a way that instructional design can help enhance that and inform customers or inform your customer service associates what to do. And then building employee engagement. So 
This could be uh, introduced through coaching skills or finding ways to have supervisors hold their employees and their direct reports accountable. So this could be include like better hiring. So how do they actually go ahead and recruit and hire someone to um, a selection process on selecting the right people they bring in for talent. Designing to meet business requirements are really important. So similar to area of expertise one, performance improvement, um, we looked at performance gap, the gap analysis, and root cause analysis. You really want the instructional designer to focus on designing learning that develops objectives, materials, instructional methods, and timing, participation, all that that's focused on your business needs and the requirements. This would include assessing the session length, the cost of development, media needs like the audiovisual, learning activities, what the environment looks like to learn, and how you'll have the participants practice these skills. To meet these business requirements, you need to ensure that all learning participants are prepared to learn and the instructional designer meets the goal expectations by ensuring the design incorporates steps prior to learning. So these would be instructure and preparations that prepares participants to learn. You want to clarify with management that these learners and participants are expected to do things differently and it aligns to a specific goal within the business. You want to identify the action management will take to support changes after the learning. So after the training, how will managers and supervisors reinforce and give feedback on this new skill or ability? Design support in the form of both hard copy and online materials. So you can use it after the event and refer to it back like a job aid or a reference. And then ensure that participants know how their efforts will be affected in the business goal. So why? Give them the purpose and rationale of not only the learning goal, but how does it fit to the bigger strategy of the business and where does that fit in? And be certain that participants know what is expected of them and how they will be held accountable. So they really want to see clear, identifiable uh, roles, and that's the trainer's role and the follow-up. And the participants will want to know how they can find assistance if they are following along in the learning event or learning session and they need help. So really, you're designing to achieve strategy and talent development professionals, specifically with instructional design, understand the need to align this learning with that goal and purpose for the organization. So practitioners developing learning and training can upgrade skills and knowledge for strategy by providing services that support the business strategy of the organization. They want to learn to measure results or relating results to other internal measures. So connecting an output of learning to something else that happens within the company. You want to become educated and educate others on strategic planning. So how do you align these learning objectives and training goals with that of the company's bigger strategy and plan. You also want to find opportunities to serve on cross-functional teams because it just informs um, what people hear within a silo or a specific department and what they might not know. And working with leaders in other departments also helps them to learn more about the problems, needs, and kind of cross-functional talks. You want to review relevant documentation. So if there is a strategy or overall vision plan of the organization, that's really important to look at and make sure that you're creating learning objectives for this. And you want to learn more about the industry in general. So reading journals, uh, checking the internet, seeing what's going on in trade magazines, things like that to be informed. You want to learn about uh, the industry and the competition. And this is how you gain a competitive edge. Staying abreast of any changes in the organization that it's facing internally and externally will support um, the kind of learning and training needs and how you anticipate what it'll need in the future. 
and determining organizations view um, externally. So what do customers and clients say about uh, the services, the products, and any deliverables from the organization? And developing specific measurements for all courses and programs that you can go to and evaluate and frame questions that are all issues are considered with linking training to the business strategy and drivers. So there should be a matrix of why this learning happens and this objective is mapped to this strategic factor issue plan item. So more will be discussed in area six, managing learning programs, that section on business model drivers and competitive positions. But I want to know how are you measuring and mapping your, your own business drivers and strategies for that instructional design and learning design plan? Let me know. Thanks for listening to the Learn Perform Mixtape. If you're liking this podcast, subscribe, tell a friend, give me a like and give me a review. If you're studying for the CPLP or you have already, let me know. I'd love to chat and I'd love to get your advice. Comments, questions, thoughts, and love are always welcome. And I have my details in every episode notes. So please reach out. Let's connect.